Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Preview podcast as we look ahead to Sunderland's fixture at the weekend against Rochdale away. But we're going to start this evening's podcast by looking back at last night's game against Accrington Stanley, in which Sunderland won 3-0, of course. Uh, Rory Fallow and his dad were at the game. This is a report by them. Hello, Rory Fallow here. You join us on the way back from Accrington Stanley on a very dark, no streetlight ridden journey across the Pennines back to the northeast um, after a 3-0 very professional comprehensive win from Sunderland you join me here with who has been christened me dad especially after the Wembley weekend me dad Mal- Rory yes sorry apologies Rory's dad after the the Wembley weekend of uh, fellow podcast members coming up being are you Rory's dad and I feel I feel kind of almost reluctant to actually say your name after. Oh no, um, I'm never say my name. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm delighted became, to be fine. Became a bit of a you know when you would read like the Bean or as you, as you got older the Viz and it would say like reader's voice or something like that or editor's voice or anything like that. that's kind of what you became. Um, but the Wembley weekend feels like a good jumping off point for this because. It was the perfect reaction tonight, wasn't it? To 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 Wembley, we were but worried if what would would we be able to to react to that, and we very much did, didn't we? We did. I, I think it could have gone either way, couldn't it? It could have been like a calamity, and everybody said it was the headache of of Wembley and, and, and the aftermath of Wembley has, has left us bereft. But the opposite is true. That was a comfortable victory, as comfortable as you, as you would get. And the, the the main positive is from it. It's not just a comfortable win, but the almost fringe players coming into it. And I guess I guess the main fringe player, well, I, I guess there's two you've got to to single out. But one who's not played for a long time, especially is Dylan McGeoch. Who's came in the midfield. We've seen Catamall and Ledbetter been excellent in those roles, and McGeoch just slotted in seamlessly didn't he he looked exactly like Ledbetter had exactly like Catamall has he was making challenges he was pushing us further up the pitch and he was he didn't look like a player who'd not started a game for a long time did he definitely not and that, that proves we've got strength in depth in the squad because I think there was others that did that you know Morgan coming on for McGeady um, there was Hume was a, was, a, was a massive plus tonight I think you know we have got that squad we've always said fixtures are going to mean that we have to have a squad that has strength in depth and I think we've shown that tonight yeah and the, and the, and the squad depth's a big thing isn't it you know we've got these a lot of games coming up in a very short space of time and a lot of us probably didn't expect a score 4-4-2 tonight as well with with that in mind with the fact that we're going to probably have to rotate the forwards and what you were saying before about Morgan coming on um McGeady coming off at half time there's an element of he's done his job we were 2-0 up there but the, the squad's going to come into, into play a lot isn't it the fact that it wasn't just McGee playing in the centre midfield today but power as well You've, we've, we essentially took the two sitting midfielders out who played in at Wembley in a Wembley final and replaced them with two who were at this level really I know you can make arguments what whatever who's your, who, who are your favourites but who were at this level and it was proved tonight are as good like and, and, and that's a big thing isn't it I think you've also got to add Honeyman to that it was banned and didn't play yeah. so you know we've got two midfield players to come in uh, um, who are probably four and five in our squad 
uh, and probably others as well. And then you look up front because we've had Wyke, a strange performance from Wyke, but you've also had a goal from Sterling because you know I thought before the game Sterling's going to be called on before the end of the season. Yeah, and and and, and to, dr- to drill a little bit more on that, it's strange. That yeah, strange, I, I guess, sounds a bit harsh on Wyke because Wyke, especially in the first half, was. Was superb and a lot was coming through him as much as it was actually. He was a nightmare for their two centre halves. I mean, he, he put himself about. He did what he's good at. I mean, I think what we've got to accept uh, is that Wyke is not going to score very many goals. Wyke's going to end up like a likable Altidore and a likable Danny Gray. We are going to pull out. And it was it was great to see the fans getting behind him in that as well. Because yeah. as I say, there's going to be there's going to be stats about Wyke in the future. That are things like you know goalkeepers have scored more goals than him and things like that. <laughs> it's just a fact, and we've got to live with that and just think well, that's not what he's there for. But he made it comfortable for Greg tonight as well, and and, and the fact that that Greg that Greg got the oh, well spaces maybe in it kind, but to get the opportunity for the goal, which was off a long punt from McLaughlin, yeah, yeah, was because was because yeah. other defenders were looking at Wyke and we we have said Greg has been looking too isolated, and you know it's no coincidence that. He gets a goal like that when Mike's on the pitch, and and White was he was opening up spaces. He was dropping deep. He was winning headers. He nearly actually in the first half made a great little header when it led to I think yeah it was power putting a shot just wide um, in the first half. And what you're saying about Sterling as well. Sterling came on and was fantastic as well. Did did exactly what he we needed him to do. He was busy. Made that run to get on and you know Morgan very fantastic. Un- Unselfishness from him to to slip him in, and it was the the reaction of the rest of the players was really nice to see as well. How they were oh, straight well, to him. See the lads been doing it in training and the, the players from. But I think one word of caution is that Accrington were hopeless, mate. They, you know, you can see. Well, I, I, well. Let's but at the same time, let's not remember we're we're only we're less than two months away from them going two 0 up at the Stadium of Light. Yes, and. Arguably, if the game hadn't have been abandoned, it would have finished a draw. So we've come away with three points. Well, it could have only come away with one if the game had gone to 90 minutes. So a little bit of luck, a little bit of rubber the green coming our way. But honestly, the the pitch was atrocious, and so they, you know. But we dealt with it better. Yeah, and and you ex you would expect you would have expected the home side to being able to. Oh yeah, play on ploughed field because that's yeah. what we're doing every other week. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I think uh, we've done. What was expected of us tonight, and we've got to do it again and again and again. You know, start with Rochdale on Saturday, and you know that that performance does give you the confidence of that as well. There's other players who we can bring into that. There'll be a lot of players pushing to potentially even be in the starting eleven. Um, you know, maybe not the likes of Sterling, but potentially the likes of Lewis Morgan because he's came off the bench. And you know, I think actually Gooch to his to credit, I'm not his biggest fan, but he did well today. So it that didn't look like a team. Who were coming off the back of a bit of heartache at Wembley? It was so professional, yeah. it, and and as well there was an element of pressure because obviously Barnsley um, did drop points at the weekend, and they, they didn't look phased by that. It didn't look like oh, 
the weight of the world about is on their shoulders here. Oh. They looked like they were, they were relishing it tonight, and they wanted to put everything right yeah, tonight. Exactly. I, I would take it a step further, saying it wasn't, you know, lads feeling sorry for themselves. I think they, they came out to prove a point tonight, and you can tell that because we went at them early and we got an early goal as a result of that. You know, for, where Sunderland, a lot of the times this season, it's been 20 minutes before we've got started. Tonight we went at them from the off, and we got that all-important second goal as well. That's a big, big thing. You know, they only got in one nil at half time, despite them being rubbish. Would have still worried me, but getting that second goal on the stroke of half time was a, a, a huge bonus. But yeah, I, I think not only was it a, not a feel sorry for yourselves night and, and it had been a downward spiral, it was right, we've got something to prove, and people rolled the sleeves up uh, and, and got us the result of the night. It's fantastic. And I guess to end it on after tonight and the cup final weighing into us, automatic promotion is it on? Well, um, probably going to start thinking about that but at the moment we're on such a desolate road in between Skipton and Harrogate <laughs> I'm really worried that we break down and we end up having a knock on a farmer's daughter who makes us sleep with his daughter and promise not to interfere with her <laughs> So is that yes or no daughter? Uh, like I say I mean, well, that, that, that's probably me trying to take my mind off it I, if I allow myself to slip into it you know, we'll end up having draws Barnsley will get some Let, hey let's look at it this way Barnsley if you were a Barnsley supporter you're going to be devastated if you'd seen that tonight and that's oh, a great, absolutely, that's absolutely. A, that, that, that's a great note that yep. we've done. Yep, it is, and hopefully tonight is is the start of that run of games that we're putting together. And automatic promotion, it's very much on. Back on. Our thanks to Rory and Rory's dad for their post-game report on the way home from Accrington Stanley last night, which of course saw the lads win 3-0. Um, we're going to hear from Jack Ross now, uh, courtesy of BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes. He spoke to him post-game. He started off by asking him about the pressure that was on the team to win last night. I mean, I think tonight was a, was a, there was a good degree of test of character for us tonight. I'm sure people would have expected this to be difficult for us because of coming so close to the cup final. Um, uh, but I didn't really have any doubts that the group would answer that in terms of their character because they've shown that time after time this season it's just then producing a performance to match that um, and they did that um, throughout the course of the game I thought all aspects of the game were good tonight and, but it's a difficult venue against a team that have a good season they've got plenty to play for and you can see you know, when you're down close to the pitch it's not easy to play on it as well so there was loads of different aspects of our game tonight that were pleasing A, a bold start the 4-4-2 matching up, presumably that's what you thought, was it, with, with um, action at the weekend and an attacking start to the game? Um, no, I mean, obviously they played 3-5-2, so it was, um, a bit, it was more a lot to do with the conditions today. We knew how the pitch would be, um, we know the dimensions of the pitch, and so we knew we would have to play forward quicker, and um, I thought we did it well. But then you need the players within the system to obviously play well. I think a lot's made the systems and etc. But there's also a lot to do with just how players play within it. Um, and tonight there was, you know, all those players in the park played well. So it's, and it was it was terrific for me because the number of those players that have that have been frustrated at, at lack of game time, I have commented on. I've said they've kept themselves right in training and in bounce games, and that showed today because they were they were bang at it. And that's you know it's, it's hugely encouraging for me as a manager. Aiden giving you the perfect platform as well. Yeah, he's um, he's enjoyed it. His season just gets better and better, and he's um, he's in a really good place at the moment. I think everybody can see that. He just picked up a knock first half, um, so we took him off at half time. You know, we're hoping, obviously, very obviously, that it's nothing too serious and quick turnaround to Saturday because he's been so important for us and the quality of the strike was terrific again. I'm think, thinking as well, Dylan McGeoch. We, we were watching him in pre-season, and, and that, that was the Dylan we saw in pre-season. Yeah, it was. Um, I think it's a, it's probably the most that way to describe it. And, 
I was chatting to him yesterday and we spoke about the team and what we're going to do and for me he's trained and and he's played in a couple of bounce games and he's 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 trained and played it the way he was pre-season um, and that was good for me going into today and I, and I think then the, the great thing was he reproduced that and it's a great way to put it because that was what we've seen from him and um, it has been a bit stop-start for him but if he can you know, if he can be in that vein of form between now and the end of the season it's a big boost for me as well And you've got to feel for Charlie White haven't you I mean he, he deserved the goal tonight I think He did his, his overall play was terrific and um, I was delighted that the fans gave him such backing because he's, um, his performance level was terrific and frustrated he's not scored because the strikers always are but he's, um, his overall contribution to us winning the game was was, um, was terrific and he'll take, he'll take good confidence from the reception he got from supporters during the game and when he, when he came off the park as well. Jack Moss there uh, talking about last night's victory at Accrington Stanley 3-0 away from home. I'm glad to say I'm joined in the studio tonight by Matthew Keeling, a regular on the Wise Men Say podcast. Hi Matthew. Hi. Uh, are you fully recovered off Wembley yet? I think so. I think um, having Monday off definitely, <laughs> definitely was was required. Yeah, there's still a lot of people, you know, checking their bank balances for the first time. Yeah, you know, finally, this week feel, feels really weird. Odd, really strange. Because we, you know, a lot of people took Monday off. We had the game last night, um, and obviously we've got the game of the weekend, which we're going to talk about. Uh, do you want to quickly? Uh, your thoughts on last night? Obviously, the manager there was very, uh, you know, appreciative and had a lot of praise for the likes of McGeoch and Charlie Wyke and Aidan McGeady. Obviously, similar thoughts from yourself. Yeah, I thought it was a, it was generally a really accomplished performance and probably for me the most dominant we've been throughout a game all season. Like we we battered them, and I think if it couldn't, if it was five or six, they couldn't have had any complaints really. Touching on Wyke, I thought it was really good. It just a shame he can't seem to get a goal. And he had a really good chance as well, a couple of really good chances, but it wasn't a be. But I think fair play to him, really, because he looks to have really knuckled down now. And Well, that's the thing. Him and um, Will Grigg have been on the pitch together on a couple of occasions now in the league. And from the last two occasions, they've, they've both... They've, well. Will Grigg scored, Grigg scored them, hasn't yeah. he? Um, so it's proven that, that, you know, maybe his job isn't... You know, to be in the box and score goals, but deliberately knock them on, hold the ball up, or put it through for Will Grigg. You know, yeah, I think his his touch is is really good for yeah. a like sort of a big like you presume he's a target man. He's yeah, he doesn't seem as effective almost in the air for me. Yeah, like I go back like last night, power when he played a one-two with him on the edge of the box, his flick was brilliant back yeah. to him. Probably yeah. should have scored. And then in, even in the second half, the, when he's going through, he looks comfortable with the ball at his feet. Not so much when he's sort of aimed in the air oh, at him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, interesting one. Um, and of course, McGeoch as well, having a, a brilliant game. And arguably, probably his best game for Sunderland, you could yeah, say. Yeah, I, I thought he was excellent. Like, he was really good at, I think it was Plymouth away. And it was a similar sort of performance to that, where mm. him and Power had the game... Really, just controls the pair of them. There was a lot, a lot of energy in the middle of the pitch, which is something that you wouldn't necessarily associate with with McGeek. Um He just tends to keep it ticking over. But I thought he was really was getting in there, winning drive, the ball, passing it fast. Did wasn't he? really well for Gooch. Gooch hit the post in the first did, half. Yeah. He did really well for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I th- no, I thought it, I thought it was a great performance by. By everyone, really. Yeah, and Denver Hume as well. Yeah, really good. Yeah, really good. He had a good cameo at Wembley as well. He didn't did. He? He's great going forward. He's yeah. like a total. He's at Oviedo, but yeah. he can defend as well. Yeah, so. he's great. All right, we should we should look forward to the weekend. Now it's 
it's getting tight at the top of the table, isn't it? But last night, psychologically, though, for the players, three points behind Barnsley in second. Now, obviously, a couple in hand as well, Matthew. We, we go away to Rochdale at the weekend. They're struggling yeah. at the moment. They're second off bottom. They're currently on 42 points, which is not a bad points tally it's to not. be that far down, is it? No. Uh, uh, you know, they've won two of the last five. It's not terrible form. Um, but, you know, they have conceded the most goals in the league, 77. That's a lot of goals. That'll be goals. what? Nearly two a game, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know a great deal about... I actually missed the Rochdale home game, so I don't know a great deal about them, but I think it's certainly a game now where, after that last night, everyone's got to be on a, a major buzz after that, surely. Yeah, that's surely got to be the hardest one. To yeah. come back from the Wembley yeah. defeat, the hardest game was last night. That's out the way with now. A very yeah. professional performance. It was difficult as well, because that pitch is a joke. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. Do you want to talk about that a little bit because you know there's been a bit of controversy. Yeah, I mean, because it, of that, it's you've seen seen if you watch the goals back or if you were there, there's just down the flanks. There's, there's no grass on it. Yeah, it's terrible. I've genuinely there are Sunday league pitches in better condition. I don't know yeah. how it's that bad. To yeah. be honest, it's mm. it's not really. And I know budgets come into it, and they're a small club, Accrington, and yeah, but it's not acceptable. It, yeah. it just isn't how someone's going to get hurt playing on that. What kind of, um, you know, how could they be disciplined, do you think? Though? I don't know. I'm not sure. But it, if it's starting to cut, like, say, if they get two days of rain. Well, if they get a couple of hours of rain. Well, we've seen, yeah. yeah. 75 minutes of rain. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to hold up. And then it's going to, now it could become a real issue this stage in the season. Say if it, say if it rains in a couple of weeks, hmm. where they're going to, how they're going to play games. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not saying they should be <laughs> punished particularly, but I think they've got something's got. If it's certainly like this next season, and they've had a whole year to, to sort it out, yeah. it. I don't know. But well, we it's are just not acceptable. We are. We are. It's League One football for you, it I guess, uh, to a certain extent. And it's you know, as we just briefly touched upon, we're going to get them down to the business end. Um, you know, we've got a, we've got a few. Hard fixtures to come, haven't yeah. we? Really, after this Rochdale one, we've got um, four home games left as well. Mm-hmm. Um, where, where do you think Sunderland are going to slip up? But we'll look at that, look at it from a, a negative point of view. Where do you think the slip ups are? I think I was talking to my dad about this last night. I think the hardest game we've got left is Coventry. At all. I think that as well. That's a, that's the fixture I pulled out straight away. Yeah, because they we we probably should have lost that game, yeah. barring some kind of miracle. Save in the last minute by McCau- by the keeper, yeah. Um, where I think the defence messed. There was another one of the mix-ups, I think, between mm. one nil. We down. were winning one nil. Oh, did Max Power scored that game. Catamol. I've got my facts completely wrong. Coventry away uh, was yeah. Catamol scored just after half time. Did yes. Um, and then they equalised, and they probably should. But we were pretty much playing with ten men because Gooch. Was injured. That's the one I remember now. Yeah, yeah, stay on, didn't he? But I thought they were quite good, mm. Coventry, and yeah. they, they've caused some problems to. Well, they've just drawn at Barnsley as well. Yeah, last week two two come back twice from yeah. from like losing positions. Mm. So I think that's the toughest game. Obviously, you've, I'm not too concerned about Saturday, nor should you be really. Burton is a strange team, but you should have enough to beat them at home, and then. Obviously Portsmouth, but we've seen what they're about now twice. Mm. So you'd like to think if we can play like we did in the first half at Wembley for the whole game. And it's obviously a different occasion totally for them as well. It's an away game for them. Mm-hmm. 
So that's for me, Coventry is if we're going to slip up, which I <laughs> sincerely hope we don't. Yeah, then it's going to be there. What about the team on Saturday, though, Matthew? Because last night, because we saw such brilliant performances from the likes of McGee, from the likes of Denver Hume, mm. from the likes of Charlie Wyke, the manager's got a bit of a headache, hasn't he? Yeah, I think rotation's key now. We've got we can't play the same team for the rest of the season. We've got like seven games in. <laughs> ten days, yeah, or something ridiculous. Yeah. So it's for me. I think you could probably get away with the same team on Saturday, yeah. and then change it for yeah. for Tuesday. You're not not three in a row because it's three in less than a week. Mm. But I think you could maybe change one of the midfield too. Catamol obviously he's had a total rest. Yeah, I'm, I'd be tempted to leave him out again and just let him have a week to to recover because I think they played. Exceptionally, last night in the midfield, I would leave them. I would, I would. The only person personally I would look to change was I would check on Grig, and if he's not fit, you start him from the bench, maybe. Yeah, and I'd probably look to play Sterling, maybe. He looked, who also looked good last he night. Did he really on. composed as well? Yeah. It was a good, good finish. Um, I'd look to if there's any sort of danger of him getting a kick and being out for three weeks. Mm. Don't play him against Rochdale. Yeah. We should have it without being arrogant. We should have enough, really. If we certainly if we play like that. I also thought uh, Lewis Morgan really worked as an impact player yeah. last night. I I thought that from, from when we first signed. Definitely him. more so than from the start. Yeah, because he f- tends to fade. Like, fade, yeah, minutes, doesn't he? Yeah, and tired legs as well. Mm-hmm. If he's coming on against players who've played on particularly last night on that pitch, mm-hmm. defenders for seventy minutes, mm-hmm. he's just walking past them. Uh, happy with the defense last night? Yeah, I thought. Um, I still, I still would like Matthews a right back, but he's injured, mm-hmm. so there's nothing really he can do about that. No. Um, yeah, Hume definitely looks, he looks more of a threat than James is fine. Yeah, but he look Hume just looks more for his younger. He looks more, more accomplished. I heard Michael Gabbiadini on Radio Newcastle last night. He said he sees grass and runs into it. Yeah, which is what you want to see from a football from yeah, his point of view, isn't it? He's a massive threat on the overlap. Mm. He's really quick as well. Yeah. And I think for he's not played a lot of senior football. Looks like he's it looks like he has. Mm. And do you think with the threat of O'Nine who likes to get forward on the right, and with the threat of now Denver Hume on the left, you could afford to change the shape a little bit better to support to make McGeady perhaps a little bit more central. Yeah, you could almost give him a free roll. Yeah, because he's to, in this division. He's that good. Look he where he's getting his goals from. Well, he just outside the box, isn't it? Every time. Yeah, just cutting in and pinging it in the top corner yeah. every week at the minute. Yeah. But he's that good. You can just you could probably set the team up with ten men and just go to him. You just play where you want, basically. Yeah. That would be good <laughs> if you get another goal like you did. Uh, he did, I tonight. think as well. Just quickly, goal difference is something we're gonna. Obviously, you mentioned Rochdale have conceded a lot of goals. Yeah, seventy-seven. Not, not taking for granted, we're gonna win the game. Another three-nil win would would be Put amazing because they're two goals ahead of us, aren't yeah. they, Barnsley? And they could come down like that, couldn't it? Yeah, it could well come, like you say, if we were to win this, lose our game in hand, mm. we're level on points with the same, but we could all win the remaining. Who, who have Barnsley got at the weekend? Can you remember? They're playing um, Burton away, actually. Okay. So that's a tough game for them, Burton, really unpredictable. Especially at home, they had a good record, didn't they? Over yeah, the last few years. they had a couple of good cup results as well there this season, a big forest at mm. home. Um, so I, that's a tricky game, and I think... Luton have got Blackpool at Do you all. think psychologically as well it's harder to be Barnsley than it is to be Sunderland right now? I think they're looking over the shoulder, aren't they? And every slip-up they have... Well, they're, they're hoping that we slip up, praying that we slip up, because if 
They know if we win every game, they can't do anything about it. Yeah. So I think... I think the players have been drilled that as well. Yeah. Especially after what happened on Sunday. Yeah, and I think because it's all... It is... I get what people say, you're better off having points on the board. Mm. And to an extent, I do agree. And I think almost these these games in the short amount, short space of time that we've got could almost, for all, it's a real grueling sort of few weeks, could almost, if we get, if we win on Saturday, they're not going to want to stop playing football. Yeah. So I think the play, they'll just be, they know what they've got to do. They know if they win every game, we're promoted. Mm. So I think I would rather be, for all we've got difficult games coming, I'd rather be in our position. Barnsley cannot, cannot slip up now yeah. because they know that we're, Holding them down, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right, then, we'll look at predictions then, Matthew. What do you think the score's going to be on Saturday? Well, playing like we did yesterday, yeah. I, I see no reason why it shouldn't be, shouldn't, well, certainly win the game. What if we got that 3-0 win and then, you know, well, the, the mental I, advantage I think of the goal difference that like you mentioned? If we can get another 3-0 or, or win by three goals, I, I think that's psychologically, even without whatever Barnsley do. He's got, he's got to set them up for goals as well. With that in mind, you'd think. I think we have to. Uh, well, especially their defence as well. Who's in goal for, for them? Luke um, uh, Steele. I, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I, I'd certainly, certainly a victory. In, yeah, it's three points, really. Well, it has well, to be, doesn't yeah. it? If, you, yeah. if, we, if we want to catch them. So, yeah. Right, okay then. Uh, we'll end things there. Just a reminder, you can get a hold of the Terry Butcher special podcast if you just look through the stream of the Wiseman's Here podcast. And uh, the guys will be back on Monday for a post-Rochdale pre-Accrington. Burton. Burton. Is it Burton on Tuesday? We play Accrington again. I've had enough of them. Like. Yeah, we're playing them again soon, <laughs> I think. Anyway, it's going to be confusing. It's going to be a busy couple of weeks, but we are really looking forward to it here. We'll see you next time. 